This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! Hello and welcome back to Foovember. Today is episode number four of Foovember, where we're talking all about... That's right. You're crazy. Pass the gravy. We are working on differentiation of self and attending family dinners, right? You're crazy. Pass the gravy. <laughs> pass the, you're going to say this in a, in a kind way, and you're not going to escalate tension. So You're not going to say it to anybody. You're not going to tell anybody they're crazy. You're crazy. I want more uh, dark meat turkey, please. <laughs> you're, you're not going to say that. So we hope that Foovember has been helpful for you guys, it is our aim to do some education around uh, family system stuff, giving you tips and stuff like that on how you can navigate it, not only for yourself, because when you go back home, which a lot of us are doing, sometimes stuff comes up, you know, from your childhood, family of origin, etc. Maybe you don't get along with your brothers or sisters or whatnot. And also that can cause stuff with you and your spouse. So today we're going to give you five helpful tips to continue your work on differentiation of self and uh, attend family dinners and be able to leave and like, hey, love you. Thank you. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you next year kind of way. Not a, mm-hmm. okay, we're not coming back next year. So now, okay, here's the scenario. You're there. You're at the family dinner table with all the relatives, Uncle Larry, Auntie Sue, all these guys. And some people are talking about Biden. Other people are talking about Trump. And some people are going to talk about it, of course, after they had a few drinks. So, of course, that's going to heighten the situation. And um, I'm asking you guys, how are you going to respond uh, in an appropriate and differentiated way? Well, here's how you're going to respond. We're well, can we talk about what tips. it looks like to not respond in a differentiated way first? Mm-hmm. So maybe that will be helpful. All right. So what does differentiation mean again? Differentiation is make uh, being able to make non-judgmental uh, opinions on situations and be able to be like calm and clear-headed throughout. If that makes sense. I mean, I, I don't. Okay. The action of process of differentiating. Wow. Thanks, dictionary. Weird. That's not what I expected it to say. Yeah. So basically it means like if your auntie or grandma or whoever is flipping out about whatever, you don't also have to flip out mm-hmm. or flip out in response. Like you can be normal, differentiated, like their upset doesn't cause your upset kind of vibe. Right. Uh, and I don't know. I just want to like take a second to be like, wait, what's the opposite of what this looks like? Like, to- uh, it's re- being reactive and not being responsive. You know, we talk about this in the in the guys group all the time. Like, I want to I want to respond rather than react. That's why they call them like paramedics and stuff, first responders, mm-hmm. not first reactors. Like, right. they don't get on the scene and cause more chaos and go, oh my god, there's right. blood. Well, it's like a nuclear reaction, a reactor, and that. Some I saw that on the thing where it was like an explosive reacts to something. Right. It's like not thought through. It's just. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, and it so, goes everywhere. It's chaos. Right. It's craziness. So we're trying to fix I just thought of gravy. Uh, but we're trying to figure out what does it look like to have these Christmas dinners and Thanksgiving dinners and New Year's dinners and all of the dinners 
um, where there could be a reactive situation potentially, and you've handled it poorly in the past, maybe, Mm -hmm. or you're like being set up in a trap to handle it poorly this year. But here are five ways that you don't have to handle it poorly. Five tips. And you're going (coughs) to succeed in this because you've been listening to all episodes of Foovember. So thank you very much. And you've been doing the homework and practices. So, all right, number one, we want to normalize the constant and regular use of the clearing structure. Uh, there, we've talked about the clearing structure a lot. It's, you know, when something happens in a situation with your spouse, kids, work, family, anything, instead of reacting to it, you're going to respond and say how you feel. And you're going to own your feelings and take control of the situation. Hey, you know, Auntie Sue, or maybe you can think this because this would be an awkward conversation. Hey, Auntie Sue, when you talk about Biden or Trump, it makes me feel X, Y, Z, what I want for myself and that. That's, that's just awkward, right? So you're going to do like a, 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 a variation of that. You're going to say, hey, thank you. I respect your opinion, but I think that we don't agree on that. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just best not to talk mm-hmm. about that or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you can use that with aunties, uncles, and especially your spouse because oftentimes- or parents. Or parents. Um, oftentimes, marital stuff can come up when we are in kind of different high-stress situations like that. So use uh, the clearing structure. Um, you can even talk about it with your spouse. Like, hey, if stuff comes up, let's communicate differently about this. Like both of us, let's just be all over the clearing structure. So the clearing structure is a therapeutic tool that we've sort of adapted to be easier to use. Um, and so you can get it at anatomyofus.com and go to like the resources tab and you'll see a download for the clearing structure. And there's even videos how to use it. But you can use it, again, Not it's not just for like conflict within families. You can use it with your spouse, like even preemptively. Uh, like if you're thinking about, oh, last year when we did Thanksgiving, these things happened and my spouse talked to me this way because his brother was there and that was really frustrating. And they, you know, they were like tipsy and blah. So you can preemptively bring it up and be like, Last year, mm-hmm. when you, so that's the first step of the clearing structure, when you were tipsy with your brother and you called me all these names, I felt, and then you fill in the I felt part. And what that reminded me of, so there's like a step-by-step process of how the clearing structure works. It's easy once you've like seen it, mm-hmm. once you get like wrap your brain around how it works. But basically it's a, it's called the clearing structure because it clears things up. It helps bring clarity to whatever is going on. Yeah. But again, go to anatomyofus.com to get it. And um, it's a free download and then you can use it in whatever form you need. But even just having it in your mind, um, like Seth said, this is not something that you would want to be like, hey, grandma, when you, I feel like it's going to piss people off because they're not yeah, going to get it. Yeah. Um, but having yeah. it in your mind is a helpful place to start. Yeah, that's a good game plan. I think that you came up with um, practice it even on the way mm-hmm. there a couple of days before. And I promise you it it works if you implement it, just like anything else, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, my water bottle works uh, if I choose to fill it up and drink it, right? If I connect the straw, like put straw in it. <laughs> if I, yeah, and it doesn't make that goofy sound that wakes kids up because it's so loud. Okay, number two. Number one, normalize the use of the clearing structure. Number two, take breaks, right? Take a breather. Um, seriously, go outside, take a walk or get some fresh air. And while you're taking that walk, I want you to look at this issue from an emotionally neutral POV, right? That is what... Uh, differentiated people can do, they can go, okay, let me think why he or she was saying that. Uh, were, were, I don't know. It, are they going through something? Maybe if they knew more about my situation, they could be more empathetic or sympathetic to it. Okay. Let me just think about this. Right. And one way to 
kind of calm your mind is remove yourself from the situation. There's tons of times where like, you know, family after we eat or before we eat, you know, it's like I would go like do horseshoes or throw the baseball with Jesse or something like that, you know, your brother. And uh, I know or, my brother, <laughs> you know, that guy that you've known all your life, basically um, uh, go outside, take a walk, chill out. Um, and you can uh, ask yourself the question too. Okay. Did um, they say this on purpose? He knew this would push my buttons. Why did he say that? And we can just perseverate on those things. But if you ask yourself the quick three, three questions that I've asked before, it's like, okay, did they do this on purpose? No. Number one, do they love me? Number two, did they do this on purpose? Do they want the best for me? Number three, right? And so as you're taking a break, ask yourself those questions. And I could say, okay, does my dad love me? Yes, he does. Did he say that on purpose? Did he intentionally try to really hurt my feelings and make me feel small? Hopefully not, right? If he did, then that's a whole nother issue. And then you go, you can ask yourself the question, okay, if he knew the whole situation, does he want the best for me and my family? And hopefully the answer is yes. And if you can answer yes, no, yes to those questions, that calms you down and allows you to come from a more differentiated space a, a responsive space, not a uh, reactive space. And you cannot get there in the midst of the situation. So that's why you might have to take a break, take a breather, take a walk, go outside and smoke a cigarette. If you smoke, I don't know. Um, Please don't. Do whatever you need to do. Remove yourself emotionally and physically from the situation. And it's hard, but trust me, I know it's possible and I get how hard it is, but you can do it. Let me say a thing about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Two things come to my mind as you're saying this, like they did, did they do this to me on purpose? Do they love me? Questions. Uh, if you have family members that, so let me, let me say it like this. Some people do have family members Mm -hmm. that cannot even think at the level of, do I love this person? Would I do this on purpose? Do I want the best for them? Like it's not even in their relatives sphere of ability to think that way. And if you have a relative like that, that's fine. Like people do. There are people like that all over the world. They're not bad. They're just, that's how they are. Uh, And I want to kind of offer this idea that that is not something to take personally. Someone's inability, it'd be like taking someone's inability to speak French personally. Like that, that's a whole cannot do it, right? Like (laughs) you can't, it's just something they can't do. No no Francois. (laughs) No Francois. Um, And some people just don't have that uh, emotional intelligence or emotional awareness. And it doesn't mean anything. I am doing air quotes right now. It doesn't mean that they hate your guts mm-hmm. just because they're unkind. It doesn't mean they're trying to hurt you. Some people just literally don't have wiring for that. And so I want to kind of put that into this category. It is very important to take breaks. It is very important to ask yourself those questions, but also it's important to acknowledge that some people are on like light years, different planes of knowing and existing and thinking and feeling than you are. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. And you never should make people feel bad for that. You should never be like, well, you just can't see it because you're an idiot. Like that's not gonna be helpful. Um, The other thought too, is that I want to encourage you to remove judgment from that. So let's say someone does like, they just cannot attune to you. They can't see that, you know, they can't see your feelings. They can't see how their selfish or unkind words would hurt your feelings. Like they're blind to it. Right. Judging them, like putting a judgment on that, like, oh, well, they're a fill in the blank. They're just a whatever. Like that's a judgment. 
if you can take that judgment out of the equation, it gives you more peace. Like it, I don't, does that make sense to mm-hmm. you? Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is all things that tear up to tear, like T-I-E-R, tear up to the process of becoming differentiated, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the book, Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein. You know, she talks a lot about this. It's like when I was talking to one of our kids about something that's going on and I'm like, you thinking about this and judging it and having a really strong opinion on all this stuff, that doesn't change the other person. Mm-hmm. Like it honestly does not change it the other person. It just poisons you. It makes you feel like crap, mm-hmm. right? And I could tell because, you know, it's like when you're angry and especially boys, it's like, what do mm-hmm. they do when they cry? and ang- I mean, when they're, they're super angry and frustrated, like you get to like tears, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just about there. And I'm like, listen, bud, I can see this is really affecting you. Let's talk about it and let's stop thinking about it after we process it. So I want to like support mm-hmm. him and stuff like that. But right. yeah, that's this whole process again is tearing up to how you can mm-hmm. become differentiated. And it, it's a, it's a really good place to be. Right. Honestly. And, and one more thing before we go to the next one is if you've lived long enough to accidentally have hurt someone else's feelings and they will insist that you Which are wrong. You have, yeah. yeah. Everybody has basically um, put yourself like kind of swap positions there. Be like, wait a minute, I remember that time that someone was like, you're just the worst. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. Um, that it's their perspective. Like you have to do this perspective shift thing. It can like, would you want them to be like, yeah, you're just the worst a-hole ever because I feel blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. So don't do it to someone else, right? Right. There's just so much to be said for like the ability to balance these thoughts, to remove judgment and also accept like if someone legitimately doesn't have the wiring to be kind, because that is a thing that happens to people that there's no judgment there. There's also no like meaning behind it. It's just some people are wired that way. Uh, So the more you can release yourself from like naming it, holding it, keeping it, uh, judging it, the better you will feel. Right. Okay. Number three. So number one, normalize the constant regular use of clearing structure. Number two, take breaks. Go take a breather, man. Number three, tell yourself this has an end. You're like, okay, Seth, what are you talking about? So you will come to a point in the day or the holiday or whatever that you will have to say your goodbyes. You'll get back in your car. You'll get on the plane. You'll, you'll, you're going back to your house when this is all over, right? So have the end in mind and envision how you want to end, finish, like end well. And like one thing I often think about is when I'm talking to my parents, because they're back in South Carolina, you know, see them like maybe once a year for sure, twice a year, maybe. Right. So every time I talk to them on the phone, I think about, and this is just a real kind of thing, memento mori kind of thing. It's like, oh, could this be the last time? Right. And I especially think about this with um my nana, who's a zillion years old. The the she's now she's the queen. Long live the queen. God bless the queen. Right. Um uh, she's ninety-six. It, right. It, it, she's ninety-six. And is this the last conversation I could have with these people? Because it literally Maybe, and I would not want to live with the regret that our last time together was terrible. Like think, think of it this way, and I promise you, it will help you get through some tough times. It's not. I'm not saying that it is like easier, but if you have the end in mind, and not just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm gonna spin the tire so hard, you know, kind of thing. But it's like, oh no, this will wind up. There is an end in sight, and anything that has like some kind of time frame on it, we. If it has a time frame, which of course Thanksgiving does, we tend to kind of get some inner strength and go, okay, I can handle two more hours of this. Keep it cool. Talking to my spouse about it. This will have an end. 
I want to end it well. It's kind of like being a business professional. We've, you know, we've all had weird interactions with people, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is business. So I'm going to be professional, uh, you know, maybe a little bit different from I would in a personal life. Professional, thank you very much. You know, I, you know, inside, never want to see you again, never want to talk to you again. I don't want your business, but thank you. Reach out if you have any questions later, whatever. Be professional about mm-hmm. it because it will have an end. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I like to think of um, that verse, this too shall pass and mm-hmm. applied both ways. Like this terrible, awful, sucky Thanksgiving shall pass, but also this amazing, wonderful moment with my kid or my spouse or my friend or my grandma will also pass. Mm-hmm. And so to really have, it's a, in my perspective, it's a very... Um, yeah, there's two sides to it. No, what's that thing called? Stoic. It's a very stoic oh. way of approaching like, huh, maybe I shouldn't be a total D-bag and like flip everyone mm-hmm. off while I peel out yeah. in my Camaro mm-hmm. with my mullet. Because- <laughs> it's had a vision. Sweet. I saw the sickest like Thunderbird Camaro yesterday, like a 1970 something. I'm like, I love the Thunderbird logo. Yeah. My friend had a black Thunderbird with a gold, you know, the big gold. Oh, the classic. It was so cool in high school. Yeah. I love that. And, um, dang it. What was I going to say? Um, also remember, this one might hit home for a lot of people. You might be the problem, right? You, you might be the problem. Who's Mm -hmm. like just too uptight or super butthurt about this. And like, you need to lighten up. Mm-hmm. I have definitely, definitely been in that, in that position uh, with my family, my relationship with my dad. You know, I've just, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we're too jokey. We never talk about anything serious. It's like, Seth, lighten up and chill. He's just trying to connect with you and have fun. And, you know, I mean, he's trying. So, like, chill the F out. So, also be open to, hmm, it may be not just your crazy Aunt Sally. It might be you mm-hmm. bringing your part to play into that and own up to it. I'll uh, comment more on that in a moment, but this one's for Y, Robin, if you're listening. Uh, hopefully you'll get this reference. Lighten up, dude. We'll take it from here, darling. <laughs> and all I can hear is the Hercules oh, theme the song Hercules, blasting right. through my brain at a million volume. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, there is a lot to be said. Um, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but I'm going to say it. Maybe someone needs to hear this. Uh, if you have this like dogged need, like need, I have to tell someone that they're pissing me off or can't they just see that the way they cut the turkey is the worst. Like if you have a need like that Mm -hmm. to correct someone or put them down or say, don't you see that you, whatever you probably are the, you're the tightwad. (laughs) Like you're the one who's got a wedgie that needs to be pulled out of your butt. An atomic wedgie. So there's this one saying, um, Examine your triggers because that is something that you need to work on, right? Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if you're going into Thanksgiving... I wish it was a little bit more concise. <laughs> Examine your triggers because that is something you need to work on. <laughs> Again, not, yeah. not, not the verbatim <laughs> not quote. Verbatim. It's a Seth Batum quote. Your right? triggers are your... Your indicators. Work? Yeah. Indicators? Your, your, yeah, your triggers are your work or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? So if you're coming in like, oh, yeah... If she says this, then I'm going to say this and I'm going to get it. Right. You're the problem. I want to say too, like, uh, just in case you are that really triggered person and you just want to tell someone the way they pour that martini is the stupidest thing you've ever seen and how dare they, you know, whatever. Hope you're not Uh, that uptight. Some people are. If that's the energy that you're walking in with, uh, know that the practice of changing that energy is going to feel so counterintuitive. It's going to feel like your roller coaster clicked up all the way to the door. And then it just went all the way back down. 
Like nothing happened. It's counter. No, no, it's counterproductive. No, like, no fireworks. It's like you lit the firework. That's the it's thing a going on. And it's a dud. But that's what healing looks like. That's what not being an explosive that's not fun. looks like. Who wants to heal that way? Well, everyone should. Um, but it's right? very counter. Uh, ca- what? It's counterintuitive. No, not counterintuitive. It's um, anticlimactic. anticlimactic. And so I'm, I'm only saying that because I think most people don't realize that. They think that they're going to feel this like desire to rip somebody to shreds and then somehow an equal desire to not rip them to shreds. It's going to feel just as like is going to happen. And it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, it's like 10,000 spoons. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's like meeting the man of my dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's like that. It's no. like the whole song. Alanis a fly in your whatever. Right. Okay, um, num- so that's good. Uh, Let's go to number f- number four. <laughs> number four, lean on your partner. Mm-hmm. Check in on them, see them, watch out for their possible nonverbal cues, and come to their defense if they need it. Remember, you're married to your spouse and not your family, so put some extra empathy and compassion sauce or gravy on this one, especially if you know your spouse has potential in- issues with mm-hmm. your foo, right? So it's kind of like, Okay. Or with their food, either one. E- either one, right? So, okay, I'm going to <clears throat> Melanie's extended family Thanksgiving. I will be somewhat of an outsider. I mean, not anymore. After 18 years, it's like, okay, stuff is kind of normal, right? Um, but what if we were married only four years or if it was our first Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or we just had a kid and or like, everybody's yeah. ideas of how you parent a kid mm-hmm. is, oh, that's is a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's actually one we should talk about. The, the parenting thing, the family, like for new new parents or even... Uh, parents, or sorry, couples who have in-laws who feel the need to comment on how they parent, Mm -hmm. because that's a huge family of origin thing that tends to, at holidays, when you're coming together, uh, get sort of like tossed in the mix, but nobody knows how to prepare for it because they haven't talked about it ahead of time, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you're the the family that the thing is happening at, so in, in our family, we live in Washington, my family is in Washington, we do our Thanksgivings here, right? So Seth is around all of my family. So let's say that Seth is trying to parent one of our kids and my mom is like, you shouldn't do it that way, you ding dong. That's the wrong thing to do. Because it's my family, oh, like you always could you say that to me? I'm she's literally dad. at our house right now cleaning for our friends to come over. She's so kind. But if she did that to Seth and said, you're a ding dong, you don't parent like that. Seth says blood talks to blood. It's a thing he has said for years. I don't know where he got it, but it sounds like, a, like an 80s pop song. Or like an 80s kind of uh, like a uh, hair come, come to rocker. age movie, you know, it's like blood talks to blood. And it's like we the kid st- running we, down the street. And we've like, got to steal that go-kart back, man. Blood talks to blood. <laughs> and then like the slow-mo and then the halftime beat. Anyway. Oh, sweet. So. I've got a good song in my head. I'm saying. But uh, I would be the one to. Blood talks to blood. Protect. <laughs> I would be the one to in air quotes, protect Seth from my mom. Now that sounds silly, but that's kind of the act. That's what you're doing is you're, you're not letting your parents or cousins or aunts or uncles or sisters or whatever siblings sort of like deteriorate the relationship. And so you are standing in between. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the same thing applies to, and I want you to hear this. If you are a man and you have a female wife, <laughs> 
I don't know why that sounded so funny. Uh, and It'd be hard to not have a female wife. <laughs> well, that's no. I, we live in Seattle. That's very debatable. Mm. Uh, but if you have a wife who has ever said to you, man, I really don't like it when like Uncle John corners me or, or Grandpa so-and-so just corners me and won't stop talking to me about X, Y, and Z. If you're a husband and you've laughed that off, you need to repair that, apologize for that, and mm-hmm. then protect your wife. So there is something so weird about an older dude who tries to corner you and talk to you and says, says weird stuff, says weird stuff, and your husband doesn't protect you. Like, like you Biden. and I... <laughs> Did you see that thing recently? He like blurted out. She's like, what was it? She was 15 and I was 30. Or she was 12 and I was 30. I'm like, and like, what? yeah, it was, it was like totally I don't know. weird. I don't even like, want to okay, talk about that, but I'll, all I've seen are the memes of him like touching women <laughs> than the one lady's face. Uh, I don't want to even go there, but. Uh, Welcome back. It's Blood Talks to Blood Reunion Tour. Let's go. I hope that no one was like driving and just <laughs> crashed their car because that made no sense. Blood Talks to Blood. Was that pretty funny though? That was. We just filled a giant arena. Blood Talks of Blood reunion <laughs> tour. The boys are back. That used to be the Blurry Creatures band name. Blood Talks of Blood. Okay, Blood I won't lines. do that anymore, I promise. Um, so, but there is something to be said. I've heard this from many women, coaching clients, women's group coaching ladies, who will be like, my husband doesn't understand that that's really uncomfortable for me and I don't know how to navigate it. It's the husband's job, I protect. believe, to protect that woman. So go in there and just be like, oh, hey, they're throwing darts out in the back. Or did you get a cup of cranberry juice? Let's go get some. Like make some stupid excuse to mm-hmm. get her away from people. Right. Um, but just be on, like have each other's, what is it Dave Ramsey says? Get your, have your six. Is that what they say? You're back. Yeah, I got your six. You're so back. So like have each six other's o'clock. six eye um, and be on the lookout for like, oh, is that thing happening that my spouse said they didn't like last mm-hmm. time? So lean on each other, but also be lean on a bull. Right. Like, don't just be completely ignorant to like, well, pfft, that's how Uncle Joe always is. Who cares? Nobody, not me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't be like that. Be like, oh, my spouse doesn't like that. I should do something to kind of like move the thing along. Yeah. That makes sense. And I, I, in one of my mastermind groups, uh, by the way, badasshusband.com, go to there to see if you're a good applicant for <laughs> a mastermind. You, <laughs> Tina Fey, yeah. go to there. I like to go to there. Uh, in one of the groups, one of the guys was saying, and this, we weren't even talking about family of origin stuff or anything. And he was like, yeah, me and my wife have like signals, like when we're at a party or a get together or something like that. Like if he forgets somebody's name and she walks up, he, she knows that it's code. Like, oh, I have no idea whose this name is like, you know, mm-hmm. what this name, what this person is called. And, and uh, uh, then she, you know, maybe it's a wink or something. And then she goes, Oh, hey, I'm XYZ. What's your name? <laughs> That's kind of thing. So he does, she, she knows, and uh, he doesn't uh, have to, you know, be awkward and stuff like that. We, so we actual, need that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. Sure. We are very bad uh, at remembering names. But again, this is like all like one through five. This is, this is coming into it with intention, mm-hmm. right? So when you're driving down the highway to the Thanksgiving thing, you're like, hey, if I seriously like wink at you or something like very subtle, that means come over here because mm-hmm. this is weird. I don't want to talk to your dad about a lawnmower for the 8,000th time or something like that. Like, <laughs> or how save you're doing me. the wrong job. Save me. You know what I'm saying? And you can also talk to your kids about this too. Right. If, if right. like, hey, buddy, I know 
sometimes, you know, stuff gets whatever. I mean, of course, don't be weird and plant seeds in their brain Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But like, hey, we're here. Everything's cool. I'm always here. If you need something, you know, shoot me a text or, you know, give me a wink. I'll be like, hey, what's going on right over there? But you can't do this in the moment because mm-hmm. then you're reacting right. to it. So I want you to be responsive to this and have those conversations on the way there the night before, whatever, whatever and if, you got. if your partner listens to this episode and wants to have a conversation with you about something from your family of origin, please be kind and listen. Mm. Don't be defensive. Like, well, that's just what my mom does to show love. Be like, oh, I see you. I hear you. You don't need to understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. You don't need to even care about their perspective, but you need to care about them. Makes sense. Makes so sense. So if your partner wants to talk to you about something based on this episode, don't be a douche canoe. Don't be a douche canoe. And also realize that if you came to me and said, hey, you know, uncle so-and-so and whatever, I also could say, you know what? I understand that and I see that. I will try my best, but that is such a big issue and raise up so many other things within my family. We can't talk about that. Well, and a good Does example, that make I sense? mean, that stuff has happened in our families, mm-hmm. not mine, but there have been moments where I have said to you, this thing slash person causes me to feel very uneasy. And instead exotic. of trying to, <laughs> exotic, this moment is making me exotic. And instead of being like, well, I'm going to say something to this person, you're just like, oh, okay, well, let's, I will get you away from this person mm-hmm. and we'll go over here and I'll bring the, I'll make the reason for why we're going over there right. and I will protect you. Um, and also, so keep that in mind, your spouse whose family of origin you're at also may have those same feelings. Right. Like, hey, okay, I hear what you're saying. I love you. I'll try to do the best I mm-hmm. can. But also I have a crap ton of feelings about right. it as well. So I, it could yeah. be awkward for them too. So. Practice grace and understanding around that. Now, don't get crazy and go, hey, when your 96-year-old grandma comes and gives me a hug and like smacks, uh, you know, the sound of like a thunderclap in my ear that His makes me grandma deaf. Cl- like kisses your eardrum with the right. smack of the, la- it's like Thor's hammer. It's Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah, it's Mo- Mjolnir. Mjolnir. On, anyway. your, on your anvil. You know, that's an actual bone in your ear. Yeah. Your anvil. Your but anvil. anyway, so stuff like that, you're like, okay, I'm not going to talk. I understand that. She does it to me too. She's done it all my life. I'm, I'm not going to have a conversation with my not. grandma and say, yeah. hey, don't kiss Melanie. <laughs> yeah. Because of course she'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. You know? So don't, I mean, don't make it weird and don't be like a drama queen of like, whoa, no, my yeah. husband and didn't you even know, do this. I want to say something in line with that because I think you can be annoyed with something and not say a freaking word. You about did you, I did almost cuss, but I am trying not to. You don't need to say anything to people that bother you, especially if they're not someone that you see frequently. They didn't sign up for your class on how to be like you. Ooh, so zip it. Sounds like um, a Joyce Meyer thing. Yeah, uh, I wish. And so I just want to really be clear, like just because you listen to this podcast or listen to other podcasts or Jordan Peterson or whoever you listen to and you're so smart does not mean the whole world should be like you. And you are not uh, allowed really to go ahead and lecture Uncle Tom's cabin. <laughs> You're not, you aren't required to tell Aunt Lola why she's so mean. Like some things aren't worth you telling people about because you can create so much suffering in the world mm-hmm. by just opening your yap when you don't need to. That's right. So things like that, like, oh, your grandma kisses me weird. I don't like it. Like she's going to, like, there is nothing actually wrong with that. Yeah. It's like, it does make you feel like you're going to go deaf forever. Um, but it's not bad mm-hmm. and you're, you're not going to die from it. So buck up like 
Grow a pear. Suck it up, buttercup. I was going to say buck up, buttercup, and I was like, that's not right. (laughs) No, that's not the right one. So in that, I know we kind of went on a couple of tangents, which are all equally as important. But number four, lean on your partner. Lean on your partner. Attune to them. Check in with them. Be like, yo, I got your back. I got you. And that will feel really, really good. I promise you. Yes. What? I, I don't know. I got a text from yes. Stephen Murphy that I was smiling at. Hey, Steve. Hey, Stephen. Uh, Stefan. Stefan. Okay. Numero five. <laughs> Number five. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Remember, it's your holiday as well. It is your Thanksgiving or whatever. It is your Christmas. It is your whatever. You. Kwanzaa. You're probably taking some vacation days. It is your holiday as well. So I'm talking about some self-care possibly, right? You don't need to bend over backwards to make Aunt Sally happy, even though she's had four glasses of Franzia already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Peach it's, fuzzy navel or whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> Wine in a box. Wine in a box. Didn't Carrie like that? Did she have it in the fridge? I don't know. Who knows? I think everybody had it in the fridge. If you were a kid in the 90s, then you always took wine from the box. A kid in the 90s? I'm sorry, what? Children take wine? That's what you did, maybe. That's what we did. We so. did not. Over at our friend's house. There was never wine in your house anyway, so not much in ours. Those are my friends. Anyway, place. boundaries, anyway. boundaries, boundaries, what? Yeah, uh, keeping the peace is not your responsibility. Keeping the peace for you and your kids and your people is, you have to lead that, especially if you're a dad and a mom too, but keeping the peace with like, oh, this, this, and this, you don't have to bend over backwards. Remember, you took the time to come there. So I want you really to honor that and go, oh, I'm just, you know, kind of the, the black sheep or the scapegoat of the family. They say stuff all the time and I'm just here and I feel guilty because I moved away or whatever it is. You can make all kinds of excuses to that enables bad behavior on other people, but have your boundaries when you are there. And again, it's not like raising hell and telling Aunt Sally all this yeah. stuff and blah, blah, blah. Say, you don't it's like need be to... professional, be kind, <laughs> yeah. be wise, and also be gracious in that. But still keep your boundaries right. in that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yes. And I think that what I want to counter that, not counter that with, but like add in, because I keep having this really strong imagery in my mind of like, the lady's got her handbag. She's got her wine glass that's like insulated. And she's like, I'm going outside. I'm going to keep my peace. Right? Like yeah. she's going to be like an a-hole about it. You don't need, that's you not keeping my the- Southern family and everyone I know in the South. <laughs> you don't, that's not keeping the peace. I'm about to show my true colors out here. I heard that all the time. Gosh, I don't want to offend anyone, but that's not keeping the peace. That's like a weird game. Um, and it is not the only way to do it. So I was on vacation one time when we were kids, right? And this was vacationing with another family. It wasn't my family members, right? So you were like not with your family at all? You were with your friend's uh, family? Friend's family, right? And there was there were multiple families there, you know, but I went with my friend, so it was fine. And one of the families Where were you at? It was it was in Charleston. It was Isle of Palms, I Mm -hmm. think, and it was like a really, really nice place, you know. And, um, you know, we're there for a couple of days and like, you know, everything's cool at first. Then people start getting weird. Somebody ate the food. Who was the little kids and blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of kids there and somebody got so mad and there was this big uproar. I had, I don't know what it was, but it was probably just something. Probably really, someone's beach blanket had sand and they didn't put it on yeah, the rail and then, and then like, the wind blew it down. And so, then they started packing all their stuff and like, 
left, you know, like just in the most weirdest time, you know, like at 730 where everybody is there. Just like getting normal, ready for supper or something. Getting ready for dinner and stuff like that. And like they even they even took the soap out of the um the, the like the bathtub kind of thing. And then somebody said, um, like before they left, it's like, oh, you got your soap, huh? And it was just like so <laughs> funny. They're just like rubbing it in their face, making fun that they were just like misers and getting it it completely inappropriate. They did nothing of the five steps that we're talking right. about, but that's very, very common in the South. Very common. So Probably everywhere, but just, I don't know, not out here because Northwest people are, are weird, but uh, yeah, we're funny. weird. We're really weird. We um, definitely weird, you know, Seattle, manage our emotions. Seattle freeze. Remember? Okay. So um, yeah, keep your boundaries. So um, wait, I want to say how to do that mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it's not taking your, you know, gift basket back of sliced cheeses. <laughs> yeah. And, don't, and don't like, be that way. you know, flipping a bird and I'm taking my summer sausage back. What are those tra- What are those sausages called? Like the, it's so funny yeah, when we're talking you about it, him, but anyway, it doesn't kill. matter. It was really funny. Pepperidge farm. Yeah. I used to think that was like the cream of the crop. Like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, now I know it's cheese liver shop. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So anyway, wh- how do we keep boundaries and do it well? I think of Wayne Dyer, my boyfriend. Mm. Um, and he talks about be like water, which is in the Tao Ching. And basically it's this idea of like, what does water do really anything? Like if you go swimming in it, what does the water do? Nothing just is there. Right. So like, you don't need to forcefully do anything. You don't need to like flip a bird. You don't need to say you're the worst. You don't need to ignore them, cold shoulder them, take your summer sausages back. You can just be like still and normal. It will take mindfulness and awareness, but, uh, boundaries. I think people get it really, really like, it's like when people get this idea of like, I'm going to have me time. And all of a sudden it becomes like weaponized. Just what, where did that, like, you can have Chardonnay and not be pissed. Like me time doesn't need to be like a weapon. I love it when people uh, take self-care completely out of context. Uh, right. And they say, you know, like, oh, I'm doing me. I just or, need my me time. I got, I'm self-care. It was like, okay, your me time is a box of Franzia. And, every, and like the most wicked attitude ever. Like, right an attitude that's going to sour your spirit in like two seconds. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. that's the same thing. Like sometimes it, because we haven't been taught to know what healthy, calm boundaries look like, we like weaponize it and we go, well, you're not going to take advantage of me. I have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. So does everyone like just be normal about things. Yeah. The thing about boundaries and I've talked to a bunch of clients about this and also just my own work around boundaries (laughs) is oftentimes sometimes we feel like we have to say it. Like, listen, I'm working on my boundaries and my boundary is this, my, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Just live the boundary out without saying it. Can you imagine my boundaries? I'm not going to let you step on me. And then they'll be like, I step on you. You know, you're just like, it's like poking an anthill. Like you're just like, and then wonder why all the like, what are those ants, fire ants come running up the stick, Mm -hmm. but if they don't go past your knuckle, they don't bite you. That's real, and sarsaparilla is a root or something. <laughs> and it has three different leaves. Anyway, we're just talking about a bunch of Southern stuff. <laughs> and yeah. uh, nice bolo, by the way. Yeah, I'm mad. You didn't say anything about it. I just We're did. not talking about it. I won't even go there. I won't even allow you to go there. I just said something about uh-uh. it. Uh-uh. 38 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. Well, I Ty- have boundaries. <laughs> typical woman. I have boundaries. Uh, but <laughs> so... You have bolo boundaries? Bolo boundaries. Uh, oh, oh, so talk about that. Right. Okay. So 
I got pretty excited and geeked out when, um, I don't know if you had the idea or I did, I don't know, it just came up. And I got to use my big time, awesome, amazing, world famous therapy skills in this, in research <laughs> skills. Big time, world famous, I like that, right? <laughs> blood doctor, blood! <laughs> anyway, I created a survey that's actually easy to do and it can scale you on how differentiated you are. It's a Likert scale, in fact. Yeah, but the first one is you do this, you do, uh, it's two, two surveys, right? <clears throat> two surveys in one. I think it has, each one has seven questions. It takes two seconds. Go to anatomyofus.com forward slash foo. Anatomyofus.com forward slash foo to take the survey. Foo is F-O-O in case F-O-O. you haven't seen it spelled. That's right. So the first one assesses how differentiated is the family that you came from right? Do people listen to stuff? Are they responsive? Are they reactive? What are they? Are they enmeshed? All this stuff. So a couple of questions goes, oh, wait a minute. And then you get to scale it and add it up yourself. Secondly, it's asking how differentiated are you? So if you guys took this or when you take this survey, anatomybus.com forward slash foo, F-O-O, take this survey before you go into stuff and go, oh, wait a minute. Right, right. My, my family is actually more differentiated than I thought. Okay, this is interesting. Hmm, let me think about this. Or, of course, the complete opposite of that. Like, uh, no, I'm going into the lion's mm-hmm. den and it's going to be nuts, just like it always is, right? So you can assess that. And then- Roasted take this, nuts in the lion's roasted den nuts, for the holidays. Right. Exactly. Lions love nuts. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, then you take the second part of the survey and that will assess how differentiated you are. And you might find out like, hmm, I've been giving myself not as much credit as I should. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I've been working on this stuff. This is pretty cool. Or it's going to be like, oh, yikes. I got some stuff to work on. Let me take this survey and see how I can work on these things based on what I've learned about Foo for, with, uh, in Foovember. And then you go into your your party, your Thanksgiving, your holidays with that in mind. Remember, mm-hmm. knowledge is power, but knowledge and power only happen if you actually do stuff with what you're right. learning. Well, and I think too, uh, doctors Les and Leslie Parrott say like awareness is curative, which is a mm-hmm. weird way of saying like if you know, you can grow, yeah. right? So if you don't know that your family is enmeshed and you don't know how to spot it, you can't grow. Like you won't know what to look for. You won't know. And and the same applies for yourself. If you don't know, like, oh, I actually am enmeshed. Like when I took this Likert test, when I went to anatomyofus.com forward slash foo and I took the thing, oh, that thing that Seth is talking about there, that is what it looks like and means to be enmeshed. But if you don't take the time to like take an extra step, you might not ever know, which means you cannot grow in Mm. that area. Um, I don't know. I just really encourage you to take that step because sometimes we think we know stuff until we actually like sit in it long enough and try it. And then we actually find out we don't really know. So right. it's helpful, helpful, helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just yeah. the process of growth. Mm-hmm. That is you know, Tony Robbins. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? If you're the same six months uh, as you were, as you are right now, that's not a good thing, right? That's not necessarily a good thing because we can always improve on stuff. So go to anatomybus.com forward slash foo. It's easy. It's quick. And I think that you'll find some stuff about your family and yourself, which is awesome. So let's do a recap of the five tips that can actually help you have a better Thanksgiving, holidays, whatever you got going on, right? Normalize the constant and regular use of the clearing structure. The clearing structure. Use it, people. Number two, take breaks. Stuff's getting out of hand, getting goofy, or you're just like, hmm, you know, stuff's going fine. I'm just going to take a break anyway. In 
uh, in possible preparation of like, okay, people are drinking now or whatever, or like, oh, they're talking about politics now. I know what he thinks. I know what she thinks. This is going to be a mess. Go calm yourself. Uh, get cool, right? Um, tell yourself that this has an end. You will leave. You will get on the plane. You will go back home. End it well and keep that in mind. That will really help you get in, in uh, through whatever presently you're going through, right? Keep the end in mind. Read number four there, Mel. Number four, lean on your partner. Also, be lean onable for your partner. Yes. Yep. Two-way street, peeps. And then number five, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. You have boundaries. Again, you don't have to keep the peace. It's your holiday too. But again, don't go in there, guns blazing. Yo, I got P- uh, PTO, you know, people. I came out here. We better do what I want to do. That's just weird and selfish, and you're going to get a reaction from other people. So, and lastly, lastly, people, and again, I, I'm i excited about this stuff. I, I created the whole thing, and it's awesome. Uh, Anatomyofus.com forward slash foo to assess your family and assess yourself on your differentiation scale. I take that back. I didn't create the whole thing. You guys like processed it and put it in the Google form. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super stoked about that. Anything else about this one? No. Have fun. <laughs> that was weird. I don't know. You threw it at me. I wasn't ready. And I don't have anything to add. Should we do it again? No. You all are amazing. Have a really great time. Be balanced. Yes. Love, Melanie. All right, bye. Blood talks through blood! <laughs> you like oh that vibrato? God. Okay, guys. Happy holidays. Later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye.